Welcome back to another episode of Sidrid's podcast. In this episode, I had the pleasure to speak to Mike O'Connor, who is a real estate agent out of Boston. There is so much to unpack in this episode, so stay tuned. I hope you like it. Please follow this channel and let's get into this week's episode. Cool. So my name is Mike O'Connor. I am a realtor in Massachusetts. Um, I work in the greater Boston area. I live on the South Shore, actually down in Bridgewater. Um, so most, most of my business is between Bridgewater and Boston. Um, very familiar with a lot of the towns and neighborhoods around here. Um, try to be as active as I possibly can in the space. Um, and then also working to build my personal brand. Um, help other realtors uh, along the way. That's been something that I'm really passionate about and focused on this year. Um, so just wanted to connect with you, kind of talk about the state of the market, what's going on. People are talking about a lot of interest rate hikes and stuff like that. We want to talk about how um, it's affecting the marketplace and buyers, and then uh, maybe a few other good questions that might uh, help our audience out. Yeah, Absolutely. And I'll quickly introduce myself for your audience. My name is Sidrid Veselai. I'm a lender with Guaranteed Rate. I focus on residential lending, so one to four families. Uh, anything over four family, it's, it's considered commercial, so I don't deal with that. Uh, but I focus anywhere in Massachusetts. I'm also licensed in Rhode Island, New Hampshire, and Florida. Nice. Uh, you know, we have people that, that, you know, go back and forth from Mass to Florida. Uh, but yeah, just like you, I'm, I'm also focused on, on building a personal brand, uh, you know, for myself, but also, you know, like educating a lot of my, my clients, prospects, you know, future prospects. Uh, and and uh, I, I think, you know, like we have a huge opp opportunity here with social media uh, and we try, I personally try to utilize it as much as I can. Uh, and, and it seems, uh, it seems like, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are doing the same. Uh, so, you know, like love supporting other agents, love supporting other lenders. Uh, it's, it's the only way we're going to grow. And I, and I truly believe that. Uh, and I get so much feedback, you know, from, from other like lenders to it's like, oh my God, you know, like you're not worried. You're going to like, why are you promoting me? Or, you, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's all, you know, like you, you got to have an open mind, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you, you can't grow by yourself, you know, so. For sure. That's one thing I, uh, I used to be super competitive and I like, I wanted to win and like, I was, it was very competitive. It got to a point where it like was toxic and I was like, what am I doing? Like, it's a small world. It's an even smaller city, Boston, and even a smaller state, Massachusetts, right? Like there's not uh, like everybody, we have to be able to do this together, right? We have to be able to collaborate. We have to be able to want to see everybody win. Um, because if we don't, it's just going to become uh, a toxic environment where it's not fun to go to work every day. And it's one of those things where we just want to collaborate and uh, make friends in the industry. At the end of the day, it's going to make our process and our business so much easier, right? Um, when you have good relationships with your peers, right? Whether it's your vendors, uh, your lenders, other agents, um, even inspectors and stuff like that. Like, it's super important to have a good relationship with as many people as possible. Um, and you are one of the best at that, my friend. Thank, thank you, bro. Thank you. No, I, I think, and uh, I'm also like trying to be a role model for like newer folks that enter yeah. the Super and, important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've we've had our role models. I mean, we both went to Suffolk at different years, uh, yeah. but I, I know you try to support a lot of you know the alumni from Suffolk and then students. So kudos to you for doing that too. And and I think the more more of us doing that the more we're all gonna grow in the field yeah agreed 100 percent. but what are you uh what are you seeing like in terms of like market trends inventory levels currently all right so one of the big things that's happening right now is as a buyer the market the spring market usually starts like the second week in february that started like right after christmas right as soon as christmas ended buyers were like okay let's rock and roll um, but the sellers haven't really started putting their properties on the spring market yet. So hopefully that's going to happen in the next few weeks. Um, I do believe that a lot of sellers are going to come uh, to market uh, soon, which is exciting um, because there's a lot of buyers out there that are ready to rock and roll, but there's just not enough homes uh, to be bought right now. Um, you hear a lot about inventory being short. It really is. There's a lot of towns in Massachusetts that have under 10 
houses for sale. Um, I saw a few the other day that had zero, right? I think it was like Marblehead, uh, Beverly, and one other on the North Shore. And they had literally zero houses for sale. And the spring market starts in eight days. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Um, so hopefully that buyers will have an opportunity to buy something and sellers will uh, deliver their properties to the marketplace in the next few weeks um, so that we can get rocking and rolling here with the spring market. That's that's great news. Uh, well, I mean, not great news for buyers, but I think it's, <laughs> it's like, competitive out there. Don't you think it's crazy that even with a wave of COVID we had, you know, in the month of like December and January, we still had so much like, um, you know, buyer interest, you know, like that, that to me is mind blowing. It's insane. There's a, in a world where there's so much unknowns right now, there's so much consumer confidence, right? Um, a lot of people have money in their pockets. Uh, a lot of people have been working from home. They haven't had any place to go to spend their money, right? There, there's no, you can't really go on vacations. Um, there's no, you can't go out and really do much. Like you're not having big events or anything like that. So a lot of people are at home. They're working full time from home. Um, but they're saving their money. So there is a lot of money in the environment right now uh, in the marketplace. Um, and it's crazy because, like I said, it's one of the craziest times in my life, right? I haven't grown up in like any major uh, world events. This is one of the biggest ones, COVID. And the consumer confidence coming out of it going into this spring is really, really impressive. Yeah, yeah. And um, what, what do you expect? Can can we expect more inventory in the next few months? Or what, what are your real estate predictions for 2022? Sure. So I do believe that we're going to have a decent amount of inventory coming on in the next few months, whether or not that's a lot of inventory. I don't know, right? To be determined. But I do believe it'll be more than last year. Um, sellers that have spent the last two years during COVID, um, either remodeling their house, making updates, figuring out plans for what's next. They've had the time to do that now. So at this point, it makes sense that they're going to bring their house to the market. Um, I talk to a significant amount of sellers every single day, and most of them are waiting for the spring to come online, right? The big thing with them is a lot of them don't know where to go. Um, they're like, if I sell my house, where am I going to go? My monthly payment's going to be double to buy or I'm going to have to go to Florida or to the Carolinas or something like that. So that's the big issue with self. Know that, right? This could be the highest price they'll ever get for their property. And in most situations, that's their biggest asset and their biggest investment. Um, so a lot of them do know that. And I do believe that a lot of single families specifically in the suburbs um, will come to market uh, hopefully in the next few weeks and then continue through midsummer. Yeah. And I think COVID has been a big factor, you know, and everyone's like wants to list and move somewhere else. Yep. You have, you know, these mandates kind of dropping for mask mandates and everything. So I think consumer confidence is going to be even better this year, which will lead to more sellers being, you know, uh, be, being comfortable moving uh, I, I personally believe we're at a tipping point right now, right? Yeah. There's so many like things happening at the same time with with the Fed raising rates, inflation, mm -hmm. uh, COVID kind of like, you know, being in the rear view mirror. So there's a lot, a lot happening. Um, but uh, I wanted to ask you something. Uh, and, and I've had a fair number of like uh, clients that have not used a buyer's agent. And obviously I encourage all of them to use, you know, someone like you or, or even someone that they know. Um, why do you need a realtor if you're a buyer? Just, you know, straight up question. Sure. So for a buyer to work by themselves, to represent themselves or to go straight to a seller or a seller's agent um, is difficult, right? Because a seller's agent is working for the seller and the seller is going to try and get the best deal that they possibly can. And for a seller to just sell their house to one person right now, it doesn't make sense, right? You can put your house on the market and you're going to have 20, 30 people at two open houses on Saturday and Sunday. You're going to get an above ask offer and your house is going to sell, right? And sellers know that. So to work with a buyer's agent right now, the first thing that's so important is access to properties that aren't yet on the market, right? As agents, we talk all the time. There's various platforms. One is Compass coming soon. Um, where buyers have access to properties 
two, three, four weeks before they actually hit the market. And maybe five, 10% of agents are seeing that where the rest of uh, the agents aren't seeing it until it actually hits MLS. So you have a chance to go in and be like, hey, we want to buy this house. We'll pay this number and we can close in a certain amount of days, right? It creates opportunity for you to get in front of those crazy situations where you have 30, 40 people at an open house with 10 offers. Um, That's the biggest thing. And then back to that, navigating a situation where there's 10 offers and going to best and final and waiving contingencies and stuff like that. Like you need to have somebody that understands how this process works, what a house looks like, right? You're going to be able to look at a house with one day. You get one shot to look at a house. You might make it to the open house. You have 10, 15, 20 minutes in there. And then you're making a significant offer on the house, right? This could be 500,000 and it could be a million dollars. If you're not in houses every day, you don't know what the systems look like. You don't know what water damage could look like. You don't understand um, different things with the house, right? There's so much that can go on in a house, especially the older houses here in New England. So you need somebody that understands what they're doing and what they're looking at because you need to move really quick. And then you need to need to know how to navigate these really complex um, multiple offer situations. And then on top of that, if you have an agent that has a really good reputation in the marketplace and knows the listing agent and has done deals with the listing agent before he knows the listing agent knows that you're going to, you're working with somebody that's legit, that can perform, that gets deals done. Um, so that's a huge, huge asset to have is to work with somebody that is reputable in the environment, in the marketplace and that other agents know because you have a chance to get a property just because you're working with that agent, right? Why wouldn't you want to work with a buyer's agent? Exactly, exactly. And let's not forget a few things, right? The seller's agent is being paid by the seller, right? So you're going directly to them. Yes, they will say that they have your best interest at heart, and I'm sure they do, but they're being paid by the seller. It costs you nothing to, you know, to get the expertise of a buyer's agent because the seller is paying it from the commission. For sure. Um, and even if you go direct to seller, most of the time it's going to cost the same because the exactly. seller's agent is still going to get the whole commission, right? It just doesn't get split. So that's a very real thing too. You're right about that. It's costing you nothing. I mean, and even as, even if you're, you know, like picking, even if you're selling your house, you don't want to like undercut your seller's agent too much. I mean, this is a different topic, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's like, you, you got to make sure that you're paying your fair share, right? Yes. For a seller's agent, because your agent is going to start cutting on marketing or things if, if you charge a 3% fee or right. whatever. But having a buyer's agent being absolutely free, you're not getting, you know, if, if you're going at it alone, you're, you're, you have the potential of like so many, like missing so many things. And like you said, the compass coming soon. I've heard that's like a huge, huge, you know, tool for you guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've seen it in person. A couple of like other agents have showed me. And like you said, you can have access to two, three, five hundred listings, you know, prior to coming on market. Right. Like right now I have Greater Boston. It's a twenty mile radius around the city on compass coming soon right now active properties on the market under 1.2 million right single families there's 388 active properties and there's 18 that are on compass coming soon that's significant right 18 properties that could be your property right you could win one of those and if you're not on compass coming soon or you're not your agent's not in all agent connect which is a great facebook platform that agents are in or top agent network, like you're not seeing these properties and you're just seeing what's on Zillow, Redfin, Realtor.com and everybody's seeing that. Um, So everybody sees them. And then at the same time, you get analysis paralysis. You look at every property on the market and they just start to all look the same and kind of blend together. Um, You've got to have an agent. Plus on top of that, we have vendors that we work with on a regular basis, right? I just, I'm at my office. My painter was just here painting a room over there, but I've given my painter contact to like every single one of my clients. He's probably painted 15 houses for me. I can connect somebody with you, Sidrit, to get pre-approved yeah. in, a, in a split second. Um, we have contractors that can do kitchens, bathroom renovations, redo roofs, stuff like that. Um, we have a lot of vendors and access to a lot of professionals in the space. 
um, to get things done real quick, right? We're in a very competitive market, a really competitive environment, and you've got to be able to get things done quick. And having a network um, of people that are doing it every day is so valuable to buyers, and a lot of buyers miss that. Such a great point, especially when you're a first-time home buyer. You right. know, you, you have no idea, like you know, who's a plumber. You have no idea who's a painter, and <laughs> you're starting to do all this homework, you go on Angie's list or whatever. You're gonna get charged. Yeah. And you're Let gonna get screwed. <laughs> they're gonna walk in and be like, "Okay, we can charge these people thirty percent more." Cause they have no idea. They don't know what they're doing. Like they just haven't been through that process before. But if I recommend you to my painter, right, he's gonna give you my cost. And if I recommend you to my contractor, he's gonna give you the cost that he would give me, right? Because it's a referral-based business, and he relies on my referrals. Not it's not all of his business, but some of these guys, I give them significant amount of business. Um, so they're going to try to keep me happy by keeping my clients happy. And I'm trying to do the same for them. And I think people that are uh, that are mindful towards like new first time home buyers, you know, they're not going to charge them an arm and a leg. They know that they're on a budget. They know they've just spent 20, 30, 50 grand down payment plus closing. Right. Costs. So a, a lot of my contractors too are like super, super reasonable. Yeah. And then at the same time, right, if they redo your bathroom, right? And they know your kitchen's going to be done, need to be done because they were in your house. They want to do the kitchen too at some point down the line. They're not going to go into a hack job in your bathroom for seven, eight, ten thousand dollars and then leave, right? If you have other things that need to be updated, they want to do it right so that they can get the other work. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. Yeah, it, it, there's there's definitely a tipping point coming for contractors for the whole real estate industry, mortgages, you know. Um, we're, at a, we're in a weird spot right now. It, it, it's 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 <laughs> 2022 is like a big transition year in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, in terms of opportunities, I ask this to to a lot of my realtor friends. What what do you think some of my uh, so, some of the best areas to invest in? You know, for for uh, in your opinion, you know, wherever you see value. Sure. So a lot of people are leaving the city, right, or leaving the areas just outside of Boston and they're spreading out. People want more land. They want a bigger house. They want a garage. They want a driveway. Um, they want access to the major highways, uh, but they want to be, and they want to be like 45, 50 minutes outside of Boston. Um, so if you drew a circle around Boston, right, I'm looking at it right now, 20 mile radius outside of the city. Um, that's where most of the high demand activity is going. Um, so just outside of that, is a great opportunity to invest, right? Typically, you're going to get a little bit more house for a little bit lower price. And then as the areas continue to boom and prices continue to rise and demand continues to come out of the city, it's going to filter your way. Um, these towns are going to get improved, right? They're going to get new school systems. Um, their roads are going to be improved, all of that because there's more activity. Taxes are going up, like all these different trends in these areas just outside uh, that radius um, is a great opportunity to invest. You're going to be a little bit further outside the city, but people don't really need to be in the city right now anyway. Um, so it's an awesome, awesome chance to get a little bit more house for a little bit, a little bit better value. And then as far as investing in rental property, um, the hotspots right now are Worcester is booming, man. Like it's going crazy right now. Um, super competitive. There's a lot of property coming to market. Um, yep. specifically i work a lot in the multifamily space right so we have two families three families and up um, are coming to the market in droves people are selling portfolios um, there's a lot of activity in that area prices are definitely increasing um, a lot of times they're at all-time highs but at the same time you can't get anything for that price point in other parts of massachusetts right um, i was actually down in new bedford this morning i love new bedford and fall river there's a ton of investment property down there. Um, the areas are changing. They're starting to get new uh, MBTA lines down there. Um, people are spreading out That's of Boston or out of Providence and going to those areas because it's a similar lifestyle. Um, you're right on the water. There's a lot of good things going on. So I like um, Fall River, New Bedford, and Worcester. Um, I know a lot of people that are doing stuff in Lynn as well. Um, and then obviously the city's booming, right? Like Southeast Red Hot. Dorchester is going crazy. Everett's going crazy. Chelsea's expanding a lot. Um, there's obviously opportunity there, but as places to look, um, I like Worcester, Fall River, New Bedford, um, Brockton, Taunton, 
land, the places that people have shied away from in the past are getting a ton uh, of attention right now. And that's where the opportunities are. I love it. I love it. Everything's changing. Uh, but you're right. Fall River, New Bedford, I think those are major, major opportunity areas. Still a lot of opportunities in Worcester. Yeah. Uh, the portfolio deals, you know, you're getting like six families, you know, not yeah. early, you know, a conventional, you know, residential loan, but still commercial. Uh, yeah. Rental. So there's a lot of tired owners right they've been owning the same property for 20 or 30 years they're at the point now where they don't want to put money into it they're like we could either put money into it to keep it going or we can just sell it right now for a premium price way higher than we could have ever imagined selling it for in the past um, and they know that right they're smart they know that a lot of times they have second houses whether it's in arizona or the carolinas or florida and they're looking to spend a significant amount of time there and they don't want to be stuck here in the winter. They don't want to be managing rental property in Fall River, New Bedford, Worcester, Brockton, Taunton, Southie, Dorchester. Like they're just done with that. So a lot of times they'll be willing to sell. And if you can create a good relationship with them, um, it creates a lot of opportunity to invest in those markets uh, because that's a real trend. There's a lot of older, tired property owners and landlords that just want to cash out. Um, and if you know where to look for them, they're definitely there. Yeah, yeah. And that's also another benefit of having your own realtor because they have all the ins and outs. They Yeah, they're talking to these people every day. In the area, exactly. For sure. Um, let's talk a little bit about your goals in 2022 since we have a lot of new realtors that watch us. Sure. And us. Um, you know, what are some of your goals and what are some of your activities that you'll be doing or you're doing to exceed or achieve those goals? Sure, so right now, my, so my goals for 2022, um, I'm looking to sell 24 properties, right? That is my goal. It's two sales a month, which would be awesome. Um, it'll be double what I did last year. Um, so two sales a month, that's gonna net me about 300,000, 350,000 in commissions, which would be an awesome year. Um, it's very doable uh, off to a start that's going to hopefully continue throughout the rest of the year, but on pace to do that. Um, and it, it's not easy, right? It's definitely not going to be easy. Um, but if I do it properly and I have leads coming in from different areas, um, I will, should be able to hit that, right? My average sale price is about 550 to 600,000. Um, so at 24 sales, that's going to net me, like I said, right around uh, 300,000 in commissions, which would be an awesome year for me, right? I'm 27. This is like my third year really doing this full time. Um, so that would be an awesome, awesome point uh, to hit. It would be a huge accomplishment. Congrats, man. No, I'm, I'm happy for you. I know, I know you can do it. Um, you do great with, with, you know, like your, you spend a lot in marketing. I know that for a fact, I've seen you, uh, you know, like uh, your, 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 your videos are top notch. Thank you, bro. And, and uh, you spend and, a lot on, on personal branding. So maybe, yes. and I know that's part of your goal too. So if you yeah. want a little more. Yeah, so to, the things that I'm doing to grow my business, right? I started the YouTube channel. Uh, follow me on YouTube, <laughs> Real Mike O'Connor, like and subscribe. Um, but that's a big one, right? I was at a conference recently uh, in Quincy and Ryan Serhant was the speaker and somebody asked him, raised their hand and said, Ryan, where do you get most of your business? Ryan Serhant has a TV show. He said 85% of my leads right now are coming from YouTube, which is mind blowing. Wow. He's the biggest agent on the planet and he has a TV show, right? Everybody knows million dollar listing on Bravo. He was like, 85% of my business is coming from YouTube, YouTube, which blew my mind, right? So YouTube has been a big uh, investment for me. Um, I've been shooting a lot of videos. I've been posting them on YouTube. Um, I try to post one every Sunday. That's really my goal, but maybe go to two a week at some point in the near future. Um, as things start to get back to normal, I'm going to start doing events, right? We have a lot of stuff going on. A lot of my partners and clients have projects and stuff like that going on. So I'm really trying to do meetups. Um, and build like a meetup culture here in the South Shore, right? I live in Bridgewater. There's a lot of activity around me. I'm kind of like right in the middle of the South of Boston. Um, so I'm trying to create uh, some meetup groups, right? That's one thing that I've been talking to a lot of uh, real estate professionals about. I know you're over in Sharon, so it's not too far. Um, I'd yep. love to do one with you, but doing meetups, getting people back out again, 
is going to be amazing. Um, I am, I work at a gym, right? Um, I teach a few classes at a gym just so I can meet people at the gym. Like there's so many other ways to meet people. Um, you just got to get in front of people and then be able to connect with them. At the end of the day, it's a relationship business and most of good business comes from referrals. Um, so if I can continue to meet people, service them and then meet their friends, get their referrals, service them and build a business that way. That's really how I'm looking to do it. Um, there's so many ways to do it. Social media is huge right now. You've got to consistently post. Um, I just hired uh, coaching from Tom Ferry, who's like one of the most respected coaches in the space. Um, Compass is doing a 10 by 10 Compass core program right now where they brought in five of the biggest coaches in the country and they're doing small group sessions every week for 10 weeks with um, Brian Buffini, Tom Ferry, Shirag Shah, like all the top coaches in the country are coaching Compass agents right now. Um, I'm working with Shirag. I was on a Zoom with them earlier today, learning my systems, right? Learning how to market properly, learning what to say, uh, learning how to automate my follow-up so that I have follow-up going out all the time and I'm reaching my clients and I'm touching my clients when I need to. Just getting uh, my business really honed in um, through bringing on like really high level coaches um, has been a big focus for me as well. I mean, every, you think about it, like if you're a professional in anything, you have a coach, right? A sports team, right? All the NFL teams are hiring new coaches right now and paying them $20 million a year. Why are they doing that? Because they know what they're doing and they know how to coach their players to get success. Um, so if you're a professional, which we are, right? You should have a coach and a mentor. And um, I've spent a lot on that and a lot of time with it. And hopefully um, those rewards will pay off in the next, I don't know, six months or so. Six months, a year, two year, five years. Gonna continue, right? Yeah. And I, I love the fact that you've kind of like struck the balance of in person and, you know, social, digital. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's kind of like a hybrid type of model. Yep. You, know, you we can't can be everywhere at once, man. That's one thing that I used to do when I was younger is I would try to be everywhere at once. And the value for me right now is to be sitting here at my desk, at my office, with my computer in front of me, my AirPods in, and my phone available, right? I can control the world doing that. But when I'm in the car, I'm running from appointment to appointment or doing a smoke inspection or doing a final walkthrough. It's very hard to do what I need to do to service my clients that way, right? So you have to have a perfect balance of being in person and being present in your marketplace, but being available to deal with the things that you need to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, putting fires out, dealing with clients, answering calls, making outbound calls. Like you have to be able to do all of that. And you can't do that in the car. You can't do it at a walkthrough. You can't do it at a smoke inspection. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing that I've been kind of trying to find that balance. It's not easy, but I'm definitely gotten a little bit better with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like experience kind of tells you what to do, you know, like you could hire someone, you could hire a coordinator to go and do these things for you for a, you know, small fee, right? You know, yep. hundred dollars and, you know, you're not stuck in traffic for three, four hours. You're right. doing, you know, you're doing like $500 an hour activity instead yes. of ten exactly. $10 an hour activity. So right. it's like time value of money, right? I've been there. I did that, you know, but now I'm at a point where I almost need somebody to do that for me. I'm not there yet, but hopefully getting there at some point in the near future. But you're doing it on, on different aspects. You're doing it for marketing. You're doing it yep. for marketing. You know, you are, you are investing in yourself, right? I mean, a lot of people... Yeah, for sure. 10% of their, of their, like, um, of their profits or commissions, they'll put mm -hmm. it in marketing because they yep. know they're going to get dollars back out of it. Yeah, and I spend a, I spend more like one of those things. I was like, I was just I'm gonna put everything I can into marketing, right, to brand myself while I still have the opportunity to do so because it's hard. Like if you are in a situation where you have like that family and you gotta you have all these different things going on, it's hard to spend that much on marketing. But for yep. right now, like I'm just trying to rock and roll and grow my brand, my personal brand, my real estate brand. Um, so I'm willing to spend a little bit more uh, on those marketing channels. So hopefully, fingers exactly. crossed, it all works out. No, it will. And I'm sure Ryan Sarhan didn't build it overnight. You know, no. him yours, you know, to He's become been doing it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so final, final questions, you know, just give us 
some recommendations for new real estate agents you know like what you know like you like starting now what would you tell yourself if you were brand new sure so if i was thinking about getting my license i would get it right away right um when i got my license i skipped spring break and i took the 40 hour course during spring break while all my friends were in panama city beach in florida um <laughs> I, I, in college right i got my license and it's changed my life like completely changed the trajectory of my life um but if you're going to get your license get it now don't wait i know a lot of people that are keep saying that they're going to get it and they have it and I'll then when it. you're going through the licensing process start talking to companies right start talking to team leaders start talking to brokerages start talking to sales managers and other agents to figure out what the opportunities are because you want to get in a company that's going to be able to develop you whether that's on a team or in a brokerage that's uh, new agent friendly some of these brokerages out there have zero resources for new agents they're like if you're not doing 10 15 million a year like we don't want you right so that's not a good fit a lot of agents see these brokerages specifically like that they see them on TV and stuff and they're like I want to be there but they don't have the resources or it's not the right place for them right so you got to go to a place where you're going to learn the business and you're going to have some mentors um some people that you can shadow some stuff to keep you busy and active in the space so you can learn um so you need to start talking to people while you're getting your license figure out where you're going to end up and then you should get on a team as a new agent um you, it's like the it's a cheat code right you get on a good team as a young agent it's going to blow up your business it's going to blow up your brand it's going to put you in the marketplace that you want to be in um where it's going to be really hard to do that on your own right you don't see too many people coming into the business starting day one and building a really strong business off the jump most of the really strong young agents came from really good teams so definitely get on a team um and if you need a mentor right i'm here for you like if people need a mentor they need somebody to talk to about real estate how to get started in the process how to pass the exam where to start where to market how to cold call prospect any of that stuff uh definitely message me reach out i'd be happy to jump on a zoom and go through any of the questions that you have i'm trying to add value to young agents just like you are i'm trying to connect with as many of them as possible so i'd be happy to uh talk to you uh jump on a zoom coffee whatever Exactly. And so that's that, another one. Reach out to agents and talk to them. They most of the people will meet you. They will give you some time. Just don't waste their time, but most of the time they will give you uh an afternoon or an hour in the morning to ask them some questions. Exactly. Exactly. And I I can witness firsthand that Mike Solo is available for others, so you know, reach out to him, to me. Uh you know, I'm I'm happy to make the introduction if you're in my, you know, sphere of influence. Um you know but but yeah always especially if you're looking to become an agent or you're a newer agent have a mentor you know have a coach even if it's going to cost you some money right yeah even if it's you're so worth it like literally so worth it um, you spend what you can spend what 100 200 a month maybe for like 3 4 hours with a coach or with it's nothing for right. someone that has done it and has been there I think it's is definitely a game changer. So Yeah, for sure. And the more of that you can get for yourself, and that could be like trading your time for somebody else's value, right? Like I made a video on YouTube the other day. It was like what's the best way what's the best way to add value as a young agent? And that's your time and your energy. As a young agent, you should have a ton of time and you should have a ton of energy. Trade that for value, right? Trade that so that you can get into a team or a group or a company um where you're helping out right you're running around you're picking up checks you're doing smoke inspections you're doing showings and in return you have access to those people that are doing real estate at a high level so you're learning how to make offers you're learning how to field offers you're learning how to stage a house you're learning how to list it right you got to learn how to do those things um so trade your time and energy for market knowledge that's like a huge hack you're learning how to communicate you're learning how to dress up right yeah like, right manners and everything else that comes with it you know like you're yeah it's <laughs> you're a not... crazy world we live in and it's it, it's very it's very tight knit it's very make it or break it like you've got to be on your a game and you got to learn how to have a game right if you don't know how to have a game like what, what are you doing you know what i mean so you got to you got to learn from somebody that's already doing it
Exactly. And and I know there I know a lot of like part-time realtors and I give them a lot of credit, you know, for mm-hmm. you know, or having a side hustle and also hustling in in real estate. It's not easy and I think those people need that support even more because yeah. you're like one deal away from becoming super successful or you're like one deal away from saying screw this. I don't want to be a realtor, you know? For right? sure. That's so true. And honestly, if you're doing it part-time, like if you're a part-time agent, get on a team, go do open houses on a Saturday and Sunday. You're going to pick up buyers, um, go to events, right? If your team is holding an event or like an autumn fest or a spring fest, go there, set up your stuff at a table, meet some people, you might get more business. And who knows, maybe someday you don't have to be part-time. You can just do this full-time, right? That's the goal. Nobody gets into real estate wanting to do it part-time. It's just hard to make money sometimes. So you got to figure out ways to do it. And the best way to do it is just being around activity. Um, so for sure, 100%. Would you recommend, and this is kind of like off script, but would you recommend uh, buying leads? Um, or- a lot of people do. Um, if you can spend the money on it, I you would. I can't knock it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the constant lead flow is so valuable in this space. Um, if you, if it's in your marketing budget or you can afford it, um, even if you're can't really afford it, but it's going to change the trajectory of your business, you should, right? There's so many different ways to do it. I'm not going to get into the ones that are really good, but buying leads or buying, um, inbound traffic is very valuable. You should, if you can, right? A lot of team leaders will do that. A lot of brokerages do that. Um, or if you can't afford it, go to a place that's already doing that and then just get it in with them, right? You might give up some of your commission based on the deals that you do, but you're going to have constant deal flow. You're going to be able to do a lot of deals where if you didn't have that incoming lead flow, you wouldn't be able to do half the business that you were doing. I agree. Join a team that that will provide you with leads. And yeah. um, especially like big teams, I know they will pay for Zillow leads or other yep. leads and they'll, they'll spread them all around, you know, yeah. the, brokerage or the, the big team and um you know like it, it, it it's like you you can't it it's never gonna be perfect right you you want a huge commission but you know like you're gonna have to work your butt off right yeah you're gonna get half of that commission but you'll get some freebies along the way <laughs> right it's like uh i was listening to a podcast this morning where like the guy was talking to a big luxury agent out in la and he talks about selling like big sales right that are huge commissions they're trophy properties everybody knows that you sold them right those are great but they come like once a year or twice a year or if you're really good you might get three or four of them a year um but for most people right you need these small like low exactly. three hundred thousand to six hundred thousand dollar transactions if you're a little bit more lux than that you're going to be like 700 to 1.2 but those are what pay your bills. Like that's what keeps your lights on. And a lot of these leads that you're going to get are those. So you're going to give up a little bit of your commission, right? It might be 10, 15, 20% of your commission for constant deal flow. That's putting money in your pocket and keeping your business growing. It's a no brainer. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, people look at like selling sunset or some of these other reality TV shows, which, you know, they're, they're good. <laughs> I love the shows, but it, like, as far as real estate goes, it's, it's not it. Like it's, that is not what we it's it's not what we do on a day to day basis. Um, like you don't just show up to a beautiful, fully staged vacant property that you already have all the marketing and all the stuff done for it. Meet a client, sell it that day on TV. Like it, it's cool, but it's not that. Um, there is a really good show out there. Um, it's on CNBC. And it's from Aaron Kerman, who's the, I think he's the top compass agent in the country. He does a significant amount of business in Los Angeles. It's called Listing Impossible. Um, it's phenomenal, right? And he goes into properties that are very tough to sell, um, that have been on the market for a long time. He goes in, he restages them, he paints them, he negotiates the listing price down. He negotiates with the buyers, the buyer's agents on those, deals with seller emotions, deals with buyer emotions on TV. Um, if you're going to watch a real estate show, Listing Impossible, it's on Peacock, uh, CNBC. Um, yeah. You should be able to find it. It's really good. That's a good show to learn about the nice. process of real estate, especially in the luxury space. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. And and yeah, I feel like 
a lot of newer agents, they want to deal with luxury right away. I mean, you got to get your hands dirty, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, and again, luxury, like what is luxury, right? Like there's right. houses that are selling for 20 million and there's beautiful houses that are the same size. They're selling for 700 to a million too, and just in a different area, right? The only thing different is what the land costs. Exactly. Um, so it really depends. Luxury is a broad thing. Um, and it really depends, right? There's two ways to get those. You either work with buyers that are trying to buy those properties. So you got to find ways to meet them. That's gyms, country clubs, your personal network, reach, reaching out to people on social media, LinkedIn, et cetera, or trying to get their listings, right? If these people, if you know people in your area that have these properties that you're trying to sell, figure out a way to get in front of them. So maybe you get a listing, right? You get one of those listings and you sell it, change your whole career. Exactly. Exactly. You're one listing away from being super successful or failing, right? So Yeah, for sure. That's crazy. Like, uh, even for me, right? So this year, um, I had a decent amount of business going into the end of the year. And I had one deal fall apart. Um, I ended up losing another listing. And it totally changed my business, right? It put me into like defense mode almost where I had to just make it through the holidays because nothing happens during the holidays, right? If you don't have deals done, closing right around Christmas time, no new deals are happening then. So that means that you have nothing closing in January either, right? Because it takes 45 days for a property to close. So that put me in a point where like all my reserves, I had to space them out to make it through. Uh, it basically, it was like December and January. And now deals are starting to close again that I put together right after Christmas. Um, but that happens and you've got to be able to weather the storm and a lot of agents will lose out on that or they won't pay attention to that. And then they have a dry spell. It does happen, right? You want to keep the good times going as long as you possibly can. And then the, the bad times, you want to get out of that trough real quick and get back up on top. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm myself 100% commission and I can, yeah, I can attest to that. Yeah. And they come in waves too. I don't know about you, but my deals always come in like three to fours. Like I'll have three to four closings at one time and then I'll have a month where there's nothing. And there's, like, yeah. I, I'm trying to get to that point where I just have three to four closing all the time. Um, but as a young agent, it's, a, it's, it's not a reality. Like it's a tough thing to set up. You have to set it up uh, over time, right? In this business, you get paid for what you do in 60, 90, 120 days, right? So yep. if I don't work today, I'm not getting paid in 120 days, which is a crazy thing, right? Most people, they're like, oh, if you have a nine to five, right? You don't show up today, you, you take the day off, you're still getting paid on Friday. Right? Exactly. For me, if I don't show up today, I stay home, I don't feel good, I'm lazy, whatever. I'm not going to get paid in 120 days. And who knows what kind of situation I'm going to be in in 120 days. So it's, it's a tough game. Yeah. A lot of people get into real estate because they think it looks easy because of these TV shows. And it's not. It really isn't. No, it's, it's not. And I, I feel like it's also important to take a break too. You know, like, you know, like if, if you're into golf or whatever, right? If you're working your butt off for three months, six months, it's also good to like, you know, stay sane too. Uh, and it, yeah. there be a balance, right? I mean, you can't keep crushing it every single month you know I, or you may want to like invest your time in educational stuff right which may mean missing out on some business for a month or two weeks or sure um where yeah. i'm at in my career like the breaks that i take are to like go to meetups or networking events or conferences right i'm going to dallas at the end of the month for three days to hang out with some social media friends that I have and to network, right? At a big entrepreneurship conference. Um, I'm actually working on getting my real estate license in Florida. Um, so in March, I'm going to Florida for a week to take the real estate course um, in person. I try to take it online. I can't learn online yeah. <laughs> very hard. Um, so I'm going down there. So like doing stuff like that, like actively working, um, and actively resting is a great way to keep your body fresh and to keep things going um, without burning out because burnout's real in this business. You gotta, you gotta definitely balance it out. No, no doubt. Yeah. And, and do things that you love. You know, like for me, it's I love helping people, seeing people grow. So it kind of like goes hand in hand. But if you're gonna get burnt out, 
there's there's no point in anything that you're doing so yeah and having a hobby and a side or a side hustle too is one of the big things right i used to do real estate all the time i still do it all the time but it was the only thing that i did and i was getting so burnt out all the time um so i was like what else can i do i was like i love to work out and i love to help people right so i was working out at a gym that i train at and i was like do you guys like can i coach a class or two and they were like sure right um, but now that's an hour or two a week where I can just go and just think about something totally different, right? I'm not thinking about real estate, thinking about working out. I'm, it's high energy. It's fun. I'm talking to people. Like, it's a great way to do something different. Um, a lot of people play golf or they have book clubs or whatever it may be, whatever you like to do, find a hobby or a side hustle that's going to give you a little bit of money and distract you from the day to day just for a little tiny bit. It's going to allow you to stay fresher. Exactly. Exactly. Um, know you have a side hustle with your crypto and NFTs. Yeah. <laughs> same, same thing, right? Yeah. It, you, it takes your mind off of the everyday grind. Exactly. Um, breaks yes. it up a little bit. I love spending maybe half an hour, 20 minutes reading about NFTs, different projects, crypto, yeah. um, the metaverse. It's just, you know, different. It's really cool. Um, I'm going to go in Minnesota this uh, May uh, to see Gary V because I own two of his NFTs. So was nice. like to get in early on. Uh, so super excited about that. I know you saw him in Austin, Texas at the yep. retreat. Yeah, and it was really good. I love Gary V. Um, I've heard like <laughs> all of his messages. I watch like most of his podcasts. He's amazing, but he's a pioneer in the space, right? He's been big on crypto and NFTs for a long time. And now it's, uh, it's really starting to happen. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I want to ask you about before we go is interest rates, right? Everybody's talking about interest rates going up. How is that going to affect buyers and sellers in the market? Right. Um, yeah. what does that look like and what do you think is going to happen as far as how much they're going to go up, um, in the yeah. next year? But, uh, just to like give a little like background. So back in December, the fed kind of like signaled that, Hey, very soon, possibly March, we're going to start raising interest rates due to like unsustained inflation and the uh, economic recovery being so strong in the past year and a half, obviously to a lot of stimulus too. Uh, now, two months later, we're in a situation where inflation data has been like the highest in like 40 years. Uh, you know, in January, the, the, uh, in the for December data, which came out in January, uh, CPI, the consumer pricing index was up 7%. And the one that came out today was seven and a half percent. So two months uh, uh, from year to year increases at like seven, seven and a half percent. That's like unsustainable. The Fed's uh, target for inflation is around two percent. So it's like a mm -hmm. inflation right now. I mean, an average of seven and a half percent. That's that's kind of alarming. And I think you you started seeing today the ten-year uh, Treasury note. Uh, you know, like go over 2%, which is the first time since 2019, yeah. uh, seeing some inverted rates, meaning mm -hmm. short-term rates being higher than long-term rates. And, and for, you know, like economists, uh, e economists, they view that as a, you know, troubling economy, uh, you know, or, or like a, you know, like slowdown incoming. So um, there's a lot of things happening, but uh, I, I think, you know, my prediction this year is rates will, will stay over 4%. I think we're very soon, we'll very soon see rates in the fours. Uh, and that's going to remain, uh, especially, you know, just like you were mentioning that earlier too, you have a lot of people that haven't been doing much for a year, year and a half. They haven't been going on vacation uh you know they haven't spent much money so there's a lot of money still right besides the the economic stimulus that we had for the past year year and a half now you also have a lot of people with a lot of money so people are going to go out there spend that money so the only way for the fed to fight inflation one of the last remaining tools is raising interest rates right they yeah. got to put in a smart way they got to be mindful that, you know, not to raise it too quickly with, you know, so that they can burn, um, so, so they can control the economic growth and not get us into a recession. But also they have to be 
mindful of inflation, you know, you can't have like staggering inflation because, you know, we've seen many economies around the world that have, you know, like failed because of inflation. Yeah. So, and, and it's not just here too. The Europe, I just read an article the other day that the Eurozone is going through the same exact thing where they've already started increasing interest rates because of the similar situations, right? Um, yeah there it's just it's time right there's not it gets to the point where there's nothing else you can do as a federal reserve or an economist other than to raise interest rates um to balance out the marketplace yeah um so it's happening right and in the meantime for buyers and sellers that means that as interest rates go up usually prices go down right it's usually an inverse right um, equation exactly Exactly. It, it definitely is the, the, the opposite. It should have the opposite effect. I think we both know that there's so much buyer demand, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I personally don't believe that, uh, you know, prices are going to get impacted if rates remain in the low fours. I think there's still a lot of qualified borrowers. If rates all of a sudden hit like 5% or over 5%, I think that will slow down the market. I think in general for buyers, uh, what's, uh, for buyers, obviously, the more rates go up, the, the smaller their borrowing power gets. Right. So that's why we could see, you know, like, you know, the, this, this kind of like rush to get into real estate the last two years because you had the rates at two and a half percent, two, seven, five, 30 year crazy. Right. So it, now when as rates goes up, right. So buyers, just so you know, as rates go up, the biggest impact for you is your monthly payment goes up. And as they start to tick up, your monthly payment is going to go up $100, $200, $300, depending on what price level you're at. And you're going to get priced out of markets. Your approach uh, as far as what you're looking for might have to change a little bit, right? Because you you can't spend that uh, monthly payment. You're not going to get pre-approved for it. And it's going to put you in a situation where your strategy might have to change or you might have to go to a market or a town or a city um, that you weren't previously looking in. Right. So that's going to change for you. Um, And then for sellers. Right. Uh, Sellers have had an awesome opportunity where everybody's just coming to their house. They put it on the market. You have 100 people come by. You get five offers. They're all over asking. Right. That 100 people that come by your house is now going to be 50 people. And you're going to get, instead of 10 offers, you're going to get three offers um, because you're not going to have as many buyers that can afford that price point. So you may have to reduce the price of your house when you list. Um, And that's going to affect sellers too. So we'll see what happens. I think it's to be determined. There's not enough inventory right now for an interest rate hike to affect prices. I don't believe it's going to happen for the next six months at least. Maybe we'll see it in the fall market. Um, but we'll see, right? As interest rates start to go up, usually prices go down, but there's just nothing to buy and buyers have a lot of money. So I think prices will stay pretty strong uh, for the rest of the year. It will take, I think, a good six months to a year to like start impacting the seller. Right. In my opinion, any new inventory now will be welcomed. You know, I think mm-hmm. still gonna, there's still going to be so much buyer demand and things are still going to go quickly. But if rates continue going up or stay elevated, elevated meaning four, four and a half, close to 5%, that's, you know, like I think you're going to see more people. And obviously with the virus, coronavirus being kind of like in the rear view mirror, now we can think, you know, like borrowers can think about moving and retiring and, you know, like people held off on, on retiring during coronavirus, right? And, and, now, like, we'll, we'll see more of a regular economy, but with all the new things that we've kind of gotten along with during COVID, um, it, it's going to be interesting. It's definitely a tipping point year. Uh, I don't think we're going to have a market crash. The I don't either, to be honest with you. I think there's too, many, too much demand and people are living differently. There's been a lot of change, but positive. Um, I don't foresee anything negative like that. There's no like, you know, predatory lending. There's no any of that pre 2008, you know, subprime lending. And it, it, you know, like commercial real estate works different, but in terms of residential lending, it's, it's, it's all like safe lending. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. 
no one's going to lend you money if if 70% of your income is going to your you know first to your housing uh, right. so <laughs> like it, they did back in the day <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you in 2008, you had like no income, no dock properties, right? Yeah. Go in technically, if you know, you, you, you could make up a figure, you could say, hey, I work at McDonald's, make a hundred grand a year and- They're they, like, cool, <laughs> no problem. That's it, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's wild, I mean, I obviously, I was, 18 years old in 2008, but that's like the wild, wild west. I never experienced those times. Uh, but <clears throat> I know from, from other like loan officers that used to work then, and they were like, we could close properties in a week if we could yeah. get from- it's crazy, right? They were moving quick. They were doing a serious amount of volume. 0% um, down, five one arms, three one arms. And that's yeah. the trouble began, right? With a lot right. of- you know like in in a few years when values like kind of like stayed up and started decreasing these people with high mortgage rates in the six seven some in the eights too like mm -hmm. had no choice but either sell or got stuck with yeah rate. crazy especially like down south and stuff like that you hear prices got slashed in half um massachusetts has always held its value Not pretty well yeah, but I don't foresee anything like that happening. I don't really see no, any, not... any change for at least a year. Usually in the markets, right, if something happens, like a rate hike, um, the marketplace, like the stocks, equities, all of that, you'll feel it pretty quickly. Um, but usually real estate's like six to eight months behind that um, as far as impact and when you start to feel um, these different policy changes or whatever. Um, so that's going to put us well into uh, 2023. Um, as this starts to happen. So I, I don't foresee much change going forward other than just a ton of buyers that are looking for new homes and not enough sellers that are looking to sell. So hopefully the sellers will come to the table and uh, help the buyers out a little bit. But I agree. One great analogy that you made earlier, right, about being pre-approved, right? Mm -hmm. Going shopping without a pre-approval, you said, right? It's just yes. as going to the grocery store without your wallet then <laughs> right buyers you need to get pre-approved so many buyers are like yeah i don't need to do that right now or i'll wait or i got pre-approved two years ago like no you have to be pre-approved it's like going to the grocery no. store going to stop and shop and leaving your wallet at home you're just wasting your time right you got to go back you got to go get your wallet and then you got to go buy your groceries um so looking at houses without a pre-approval is literally like going to the grocery store without your wallet. Um, no, especially in this market that we are now. Like, right. You can't, like you're, you're just going to tease yourself. You're going to end up screwing with your mindset. Um, you're going to get upset. You're going to get frustrated because you need to be able to move quickly. And if you don't have a pre-approval, you're not a buyer. Like you're not, you're just somebody that walked into an open house and left. That's it. Um, so having a pre-approval is going to allow you to make an offer by an offer deadline, which is usually Monday after weekend open houses, um, put your best foot forward, right? And if you need a pre-approval, my man Cedric got you right there. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate you. This was so good. Uh, I think, you know, like we've had so many people stay tuned for such a long time. It's been about an hour. Yep. It's so much value. I hope I have to, to you know, like your audience and vice versa. Uh, we, you know, like we're all about collaborating. We're all about growing, educating others. Uh, you know, like we've been doing this for some time now. I mean, I have over 10 years of banking slash mortgage experience. You've been doing this for a while. You're a finance major. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're, we're all about giving back. We're at a point where it's not just about us, right? It's, it's about right. serving I heard so. somebody say the other day, they were like, you need to put in 10,000 hours to become a master at something. Like, I'm not I, sure if I'm a master at real estate yet, but I definitely put in my 10,000 hours. That's about <laughs> three years working full time, right? Three, four years working full time. I've been at this for, this is my seventh year as a licensed real estate agent now. Yeah. Um, and I'm saying, sure it's the same with you, right? We don't have the answers to every question, but most of the stuff that you see on a day-to-day -day -day basis we've dealt with before um, and are able to advise clients of, from all aspects 
through those tough situations. So if you need anything, definitely let either one of us know. Yeah, hit us up, DM us, connect with us. Uh, I hope my my audience is following you and same same with your audience, you know, like, again, you know, like, don't feel free to reach out to us. You know, I was doing like a, a presentation about NFTs and crypto the other day on a mastermind group. And that's what I said. I'm like, yeah. and we made like two to three different introductions, you know, like to different individuals based on what, what they did. And that's what we do, right? The more, sure, the more successful we're going to be. So trying to just add value in my community and then in any other community that I can add value, right? Um, whether that's, like I said, giving you a painter or referring you to a gym or even like getting you hooked up on meal plans so that you can eat healthier. Like there's so much that we well, can think- do just because we do it. Like it's part of our lifestyle, right? Like our friends are doing this. The people that we know are doing this. Our business partners are doing this. Um, so don't start from the ground when we're sending the elevator back down to you, right? I love that point you made because I've recently started working out like daily, you know, for the past week. Like I've been on my Peloton, hitting some light weights at home, punches, sit-ups, and I feel good, man. I feel so if someone is giving you fitness advice or, you know, being healthy advice, take it. You You have to. Health as well, man. Without your health, you really have nothing. I've seen so many people in situations where they didn't take care of themselves. And then you get to 50, 60 years old and you have no health. You can't move around. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. Like it's, you've got to take care of yourself when you're young. And I think that's one thing our generation really knows too. Like we understand that where previous generations didn't. Um, But you have to be healthy. You have to be exercising. You have to be eating good. Like what you put in your body is basically fuel right if you're putting water in your gas tank your car is not going to run <laughs> you gotta put if you put an orange juice in your gas tank you're, you're not going anywhere but if you're putting good quality fuel in your gas in your car your car is going to take you wherever you want to go exactly and and it's all it's it's all about the mindset that you're building so if you surround yourself with like-minded folks or whatever your mindset is, they're, they're going to push you harder. You know, that's, that's why I love working with you and, and love talking to you every time because we shit, you know, like you, you make me push towards certain goals, certain things, you know, I see your fit, you know, I see you're working out. So I want to do the same. And the, the more, the more I do, you know, the more I'm like talking to people like you and, and other friends that I have, it, it, it makes you, be in that mindset to push right but right. if you're not talking to like-minded folks or people you want to be like right you know you're you're gonna still you're always gonna be in that passive state you know like you're not gonna work out you're not you're not gonna want to push yourself um so it, it it means a lot you know who you surround yourself with yeah, they always say, like, you're a result of the five people that you spend the most time with. And that's so true, right? If your circle is screwing around, like, you're going to be screwing around or you're going to be missing things. If your circle is grinding and working hard and eating good and exercising and doing all of that, um, it's going to tee you up for success. And it's just, that's just the way it is, right? People can say they don't believe it, but it's so true. It it, it works. It works every time. And um yeah no um i appreciate you man i mean this was likewise man oh so good this was so good uh, i'd love to do it again i'm gonna... always down for stuff like this <laughs> was this our first this was our first live i think right yeah I've, I've done a few of them i know you do a decent amount of them i've done a few of these but it's cool like especially lunchtime right people are doing whatever they're doing they have a few minutes to break off right they're on social media anyway like let's give them some value yeah, absolutely. And you can rewatch this anytime. I think it will be on mine. It it may be on yours as well, Mike. Uh, should be. If I can tag you or, um, yeah, it, it should be. But if not, you know, um, yeah, you've been on this for, we've been on this for an hour now. So, cool. yeah, hit us up if you guys have any questions, you know, ideas, collaboration. We're We're happy to, you know, help you, guide you in the right direction, whether it's, needing a realtor, lending, you know, other, you know, like developing stuff. I know Mike works on lots of other projects in the back, you know, so he's always 
something in the burner. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And if you need something, right? Like I called Sidrit like two weeks ago and I was like, hey man, I have an FHA buyer that's buying this house and I need to make sure it's up to FHA standards. Like, what do I need to do? And Sidrit was like, I got you. And he told me the exact things that I needed to do. Got it done. The deal closed last week and it was perfect, right? But I wouldn't have known that if I didn't have a good person to call. So use us as those people to call if you need somebody, if you need a question, you're a young agent, you don't know what to do on a situation and an offer or with a buyer, right? Call me, I'll talk to you about it. Like uh, I'm an open book and I know Sidrit's the same way. So please, please, please reach out if you need something. Thank you, bro. Appreciate cool, man. We'll be good in stuff today. Much appreciated. We'll talk soon, all right? Likewise. Take care. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Your support means so much to me. And one way for you to support me is by following this podcast and liking this episode and also by leaving a review. In addition, don't forget to check out my Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at sidrit.veseli for more daily content. If there's anything I can help you with, message me directly on any of my platforms. Thank you and talk to you soon.